Brought to you by the Appleseed. It's like a regular episode. Only shorter. We call them bites. Thanks for joining us for an Appleseed Bite, a mini episode of the show, just a single story long, a few minutes long, in case you only have a few minutes and you want to fill those few minutes with some great storytelling. We've got a great story for you today. And of course, we want to remind you that we bring you a few of these bites each week in preparation for our Thursday full hour-long episode drop, that hour filled with stories for you and your family. This Thursday, you'll hear a story from the wonderful storyteller and musician, uh, Charlotte Blake Alston, she'll bring a version of the story of John Henry, uh, a version that she calls Hammers of Steel Rang Out. And you won't want to miss that again coming up on our Thursday full hour-long episode of The Appleseed. In the meantime, I'm pleased to be joined in the studio by one of our producers, Dr. Heather Bigley. Heather, thanks for joining me. Hello. What are we going to hear today on, on our Appleseed Bite? We are going to hear a story from Karen Golden called Holy Woman. Yeah. And this is a a story about unexpected and quiet service. Unexpected and quiet service. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been the recipient of yes. unexpected and quiet service. I know. You have a mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Karen Golden, uh, the California storyteller with this story, Holy Woman, and we're happy to bring it to you here on The Appleseed. wonder what a holy person looks like? If you were to say to me one year ago, close your eyes and imagine a holy person, I would have closed my eyes and thought of a man like Moses coming off the mountain with his long robe blowing in the wind. Or I'd see Miriam shaking her timbrel at the parting of the Red Sea. I may have even seen a rabbi stroking his long black beard while pondering a passage in the Talmud. I wouldn't imagine these holy people doing much of anything except standing in one place and communicating with God. That's what I thought holiness looked like. But today, when I close my eyes, I see a completely different picture. A story unfolds. First, I hear the sound of the waves beating against the Santa Monica Pier. They crash and recede and gurgle around the sturdy wooden poles. There is a distant foghorn. I see in my mind's eye the same darkness I saw a year ago on that special day that I decided to visit the pier at night. It is so dark, I can't see the water crashing, except for the peaks which catch the moonlight and playfully toss it from one wave to the next. I decided to walk along the pier that evening because I love watching people fish at night. It's so peaceful. There's a brisk fall breeze in the air. There are hardly any people around except the fishermen and women. The pier is so quiet that each fishing pole makes a 
sounds softly on the breeze. The water gurgles. Waves crashing. I follow the sound to the far end of the pier. I see a group of men fishing together, young and old. They speak Spanish in a whisper. Their little sons play with the bait and buckets and look into the dark waters. All is quiet. It doesn't seem like they're catching anything. I look to my left, and I see a young couple fishing together on what appears to be a date. He's wearing a brown suit and flowered tie, and she's wearing a short fur coat, miniskirt, and black stiletto heels. They throw out their lines and look at each other lovingly. They giggle. It doesn't seem like they're catching anything. And then I look to my right. I see a young woman fishing alone. She's wearing a green sweatshirt and blue jeans, and she has shoulder-length brown hair. I don't know why she catches my eye. She looks so plain. Maybe it's because she's a woman fishing alone. Maybe I noticed the -the glow-in-the-dark green bucket by her side. I walk towards her and look in the bucket. There are three fish. Not big fish. Not fisherman story-sized fish. Just little ones. I become very curious. Caught yourself a good-sized dinner. She doesn't look at me when she says, They're not for my dinner. She just keeps her eyes fixed on her line. Then I remember all the news I've been hearing about how polluted the Santa Monica Bay is. Oh, you probably aren't going to eat them. They're just too dirty, full of chemicals, pesticides. I've been reading about it in the paper. No, these fish are clean enough to eat. See the sign over there? It says that only certain fish are bad for your health. I know my fish, and these aren't the bad ones. She says all of this without looking up. I bet you have a fish tank. I love saltwater fish. They're so colorful. These three will look great in your living room. Don't have a tank, she says, leaning over the dock. Well, then what are you going to do with these fish? She turns and looks at me, and I notice that her eyes are hazel. See those folks sitting over there behind that trash bin? Out of nowhere appears a homeless man in a tattered overcoat, a shoeless woman and a small baby rocking back and forth in a makeshift hammock strung between two poles. I fish for them. They've been living there for months. Why, just last night I caught a big fish and gave it to a homeless man sitting in a wheelchair. You should have seen the look on his face when he rolled off to join his buddies. How often do you fish? I ask. Every day after work, I come down to the pier from about 5.30 to, oh, I'd say 10, 11 if I'm lucky. How long have you been doing this? Two years, she says, concentrating once again on her fishing. Why only two years? She sits very still and pauses for a moment before looking at me. Um, two years ago, my grandpa took sick with cancer. He was a fisherman, and he used to come out here to the Santa Monica Pier every night. He loved to be near the ocean 
and he loved to give his fish away. He used to say it was his way of giving back. Just before he died, he gave me this fishing pole. So now I fish for him, and I fish for them. So today, if you were to ask me to close my eyes and imagine a holy person, I would see a woman in a green sweatshirt and blue jeans who casts out her line and pulls in fish at the Santa Monica Pier. The story was Holy Woman, told for you by Karen Golden. And uh, I've been listening to it not only with you, but also with Heather Bigley. Uh, Dr. Bigley, thanks for sharing that story with us. Sure. Um, I am really, I mean, when I think about this story and I hear about how this woman is coming every night for five hours a night to fish and hand the fish off to people in need, I just think, um, well, maybe that's. You know, maybe that's not actually happening every night. But I also think, uh, wow, that this person has decided to take the time that they have and use it in service of other people. Um, And Golden is talking about how that makes us sacred. Hmm. It's a sacrosanct move, right? And how do we sort of burnish and shine ourselves up? We we do this thing. um, We see a need and we answer the need. Yeah. Right. You know, before the story, uh, before we played the story, I said, you know, I've been the recipient of uh, of unexpected and quiet service. And you said, yeah, you have a mom. Yeah. And <laughs> I'll tell you, that brought me up short because I was I, I I think I had hoped to follow that up by saying, I think I've even given sometimes unexpected and quiet service. But when I uh, when I compare whatever I've done yeah. to what my mom has done. For me, <laughs> I kind of think no, not even in the same category. Well, but you are a father, so as a yeah, father, that's true. I think I mean, parent. I'm not a parent, but what I see parents doing is every day meeting some need that they didn't expect, and some they did expect, and some they didn't want to happen again, and some you know, like <laughs> there's just all kinds of emotions. But um, you know, parenthood is looks frustrating and painful and rewarding and also the place where um, you earn some kind of redemption. Boy, one hopes. (laughs) (laughs) Once in a while. That's right. (laughs) A real pleasure to hear this story and to be reminded of the value of, of seeing and filling needs in the world around us. You know, I think sometimes we find ourselves frustrated that we that we don't make a larger impact than right. we that, than we make, you know, but uh, but but a but a story that talks about the sufficiency of of helping to meet the needs in your sphere, you yeah, know, is kind of a lovely thing too, right? And to and to have the tools to do it. I mean, yeah. this woman has the tools to do it, the time to do it, and she does it. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's wonderful. Holy woman again, the story from Karen Golden. 
And uh, of course, we invite you to join us on our next Thursday full hour-long episode for a version of the American story of John Henry. This version called Hammers of Steel rang out, uh, shared for you by Charlotte Blake Alston, recorded live in the Appleseed Studio. We can't wait to bring it to you, and we hope you'll join us. I'm Sam Payne, and you're listening to The Appleseed. Thanks for joining us. For a bite! Brought to you by The Appleseed.